Thanks, Jean, for that. Our reading this morning is taken from Genesis chapter 22 and verses 1 to 19. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son, Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place that God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram, and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed, because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants, and they set off together for Beersheba, and Abraham stayed in Beersheba. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks, Colin. Do you know, um, 
Life is fragile, peace is fragile. We're seeing that at the moment. We have two years of COVID and no sooner is that finished than we're praying about uh, a war in Europe. It's uh, worrying times, it's challenging times. And life is fragile, peace is fragile. And this passage shows that the call of God actually uh, seems so fragile at times. I wonder if you've ever felt called to be something, called to do something, and you kind of know that you've heard from God, and then nothing happens. Anyone had that experience? You sense God speaking to you, and then... Mm. Anyone had the feeling that you know, God shows up but seems to do it right at the last minute? happens in this passage too and it can happen in our lives you think God I don't know I trust you but your timing <laughs> it's not quite my timing as you prayed uh, Gene his ways are not our ways I bet you've read this passage before or maybe looking at it for the first time you think oh my goodness I've got some questions here if this was taking place in today we'd be putting Abraham in prison we'd be contacting social services and we'd be saying, what kind of God would, would ask of this, of Abraham? Was it just me who asked questions? <laughs> and I'm not going to give you any easy answers, actually. But we are going to look at this as a very, very powerful talk, story. Talking about how God provides. Right in the verse 1, it says, sometime later, God tested Abraham. In the King James Version it says he tempted Abraham. Now you say, wait a minute, God doesn't tempt people, the devil tempts people. And actually we're to, we're to pray in the Lord's Prayer, Lord lead us not into temptation, but that word is the same. Sometimes we say, Lord lead us not into the time of trial, time of testing. We know it's a time of testing, but Abraham doesn't. We're in Lent now, and in Lent sometimes people think about the story when Jesus was led by the Spirit, but he was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Go figure. The Spirit leads him to do what? To get tempted <laughs> by the devil. God's ways are not our ways. He's God, and we're not. Does anybody understand everything? No? <laughs> Sometime later, God tested Abraham. We know that it's, this is a test. God isn't going to go through with this, but did Abraham know? No. And so, Abraham, and Abraham's right away, here I am. And then God lays it on thick. Take your son, your only son, whom you love, and sacrifice him as a burnt offering. He actually had two sons. He had Ishmael, who was born to him by his slave girl, Hagar. But Ishmael's not counted as part of the promise that God had for Abraham. God had called Abraham from his land to go and travel, and Abraham had totally obeyed. And he'd said, for decades, 25 years, I will give you a son. And through that son, your offspring will be as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. 
He promised that and then God did nothing. And he waited and God did nothing. Abraham waited. Now Abraham kind of lost the plot sometimes. There's a couple of times when he gave away his, his wife and pretended she was his sister. I don't think that was a very smart move. Um, my sister's here today. This is my sister, Claire. She's my older sister. One of, she's the middle of the family. Um, the middle sort of troubled child. And um, No, I'm joking. That's my sister, Claire. She's really grateful to me for embarrassing her. But, uh, you know, my sister, you can have her. That's her husband, Will. You can have her. But my wife, I want to keep. Abraham gave away his wife. I don't know that that was a smart move. And also, he took things out of his own hands and they had a child through the slave girl. But all that's understandable because he was waiting for God to come through with his promise. Sometimes we have to wait for God. His timing is not ours. and God is God and we're not. And then eventually they get the son and it seems like the climax of the story. And then God seems to jeopardise what he's called Abraham to be and do. Your very focus, your very reason for being, uh, I'm going to test whether you trust me. I'm going to ask you to give him up to me. Take your son, your son whom you love. Do you know, that's the very first mention in the Bible of love. We've had Adam and Eve in the garden, and you know what they got up to? They were naked. No mention of love. We've had Noah. You know, he loved animals, but no mention of love. First mention of love. Your son whom you love. God lays it on thick. Give him to me. Now, when God was going to destroy Sodom, he talked to Abraham and said to Abraham, you know, uh, reveal what he's going to do. Abraham starts talking with him, starts saying, hang on a minute, what, are you sure about this? And uh, here, there's, however, there's no question. He obeys. Early the next morning, shows he meant to do what he was going to do. He gets up, loads up the donkey, takes with him Isaac and the two servants, and he's take, cut wood for the burnt offering, and off they go. They travel a long way. They're intentional. They know that this is something that God is calling. He doesn't ask questions. And then he says to the servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there, and we will come back to you. Surely not. Surely it's just Abraham is going to come back. No, he says, we will come back. He trusts God. God's given him this child as a promise. He just trusts. He doesn't understand, but he trusts that God's going to come through for him. We will come back. And then off they go. Father and son walk in together. We're told twice that father and son go on together. The son doesn't know what's going to happen, and he pipes up. Maybe they've been walking for a long time. They're quiet. They're not, there's just silence. And he says, Dad, yes, son. Where's the wood you've got? Uh, sorry, the fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answers, God will provide the lamb. He trusts God. And the two of them then go on together. And then when they get there, we're told in graphic detail. We don't know what Abraham's thinking, but can you imagine the anguish that he has? And then God eventually steps in, but not before Abraham has put his own son. I read about a vicar who actually 
did it with his own son, demonstrated it as an all-age talk. I don't know that, don't know that I, my son would be agreeable to that. He bound his son, laid him on the altar, lift up the knife to slay his son. And at the very last minute, the angel of the Lord cries out, Abraham, Abraham, here I am. Don't touch him. Don't do anything to him. I know that you put me first. You've not withheld from me your son, your only son, whom you love. He wasn't required to do it. Other religions do, or did. Ancient religions, we can get sentimental. Oh, isn't that nice? No, it wasn't nice. They sacrificed children. The Aztecs, the Mayans in South America, sacrificing children. It's part of the worship. It's what the gods required. Was this God the same as all the others? No, he's not. He was set apart. He was different. I don't require human sacrifice. And then instantly Abraham sees a replacement for his son, a ram caught by its horns. The Lord provides. And so then they make the sacrifice. And through the Old Testament, God required animal sacrifice in the temple as a way of atoning for people's sins. And so then the father and son go back together. And they stay in their land for a long time. God again promises to Abraham, I will make you blessed. You will be a blessing to all the nations. Your offspring on will bless all the nations because you've been obedient to me. What an anguishing, uh, a moment of anguish for, for that father. But I want to tell you about another father. See, this father had a son. One and only son whom he loved. He said, this is my son whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased. Father, yes, son, I love you. And as the son knew what he had to do, he went together with the father. As the son went to the garden of Gethsemane, he went with father, cried out, father. As he was on trial, father was with him. As he carried his own cross, father was with him. In the story of Abraham, the angel cries out, stop. But when Jesus died on the cross, who cried out, stop? Nobody. Because Abraham wasn't required to sacrifice his son, and after Jesus died, animals weren't required to be sacrificed. Why? Because Jesus had made the sacrifice. He'd atoned for our sins. God provided God has provided for you. We like the God who provides, but we don't like the God who tests. <laughs> but he does do both. And it can be tough. But God has provided for you in Jesus. He's given his son, his one and only son, 
God himself will provide the lamb. Behold the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. In our dark times, let's give ourselves to Jesus who has given himself for us. Father, thank you that you're here by your spirit. Thank you that this is your people whom you love, with whom you're well pleased. Thank you for the presence of your spirit. Lord, your word says, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? So today we trust in you, Lord. We trust that as we lay down the things that we hold dear, that they're in safe hands with you. We trust that we can give ourselves to you, Lord. We have nowhere else to go but you, Lord. Our faith is in you. Our hope is in you. We surrender our, all of our lives to you. Thank you. Thank you that you have provided. In Jesus' name, amen.